Hi, everyone, and welcome to the RegTech Report, your update on all things RegTech. My name is Carl Viertel, and with me is Stefan Celestio. Our mission is to bring you the latest news, speak with industry pioneers, and muse about the latest tech. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. I'm actually in the studio in Munich with Stefan right next to me. Hey, Stefan. In the studio, yes, indeed. Hello there. Live and in color. Uh, we also have Henry joining us from our London office. Hey, Henry. Hi, Carl. Hi, Stefan. Happy well, Christmas. Yeah, you look, you sound you sound festive. Henry. <laughs> no, it's my nice gravelly December voice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, it is the season, and uh, this will be the uh, last Rectech report for the year. So, uh, yeah, I figured you know we might just uh, wrap up a little bit of uh, some of the things we talked about over the past uh, year, and you know what we're expecting to talk about in the coming year. Um, I mean, 2022 has been, I would argue, a fairly exciting year in regulation and compliance. Uh, a lot of things, I think, are, uh, you know, a lot of building blocks has been put in place for a really intense 2023. Um, and so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, my theme would be 2022 is a lead up to a lot of new regulations coming into full swing next year. Yeah, I would I would think so as well. And one thing that cannot be understated is, I mean, just in the general world situation, a lot of things are just happening or ha have happened in this year, right? So this were had already had some effect on regulation and and uh, GSC in in general, but this will continue to to be the case in my view. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the we, we went into. I guess not realizing what uh, global events would occur, but resilience was a big agenda topic for 2022. Uh, certainly in the UK, we, you know, SS121 and SS221. Um, um, and we, as, as I say, in Europe, we've got DORA coming this, uh, sorry, next year. Uh, yep. In in uh, Down in Australia, they have uh, CPS 230, so it's a consult consultation paper. They reckon it will be finally a supervisory statement April, April, uh, sorry, March, April. And again, that's just, again, looking at resilience. And I think with, um, you know, macroeconomic um, or uh, events um, or effects of wars in the Ukraine and things, it's just going to, mm. it's, it, that, it, the importance of resilience um is it, you know it's it just paramount and i think carl you're right yeah. just going to continue in 2023 yeah well, i mean the uh one really interesting thing that i uh heard this week is uh you know obviously as probably many of our listeners and uh, uh other reg tech uh, companies right you're all in the finalization of uh, the last contracts of the year and you know we're seeing in all of our latest contracts oh um you know we have uh Uh, these provisions in it because next year it'll be required for Dora, hmm. right? And, you know, we are by a long shot not a financial services company, but we are providing a lot hmm. of services to financial services. So Dora is relevant for us. Hmm. And, you know, I think uh, that is going to be a fairly large ripple through, uh, you know, the global industry. Yeah, and I, I think if you just look, as you say, Carl, we've got a lot of customers, the due diligence that we're being asked to provide, uh, have been asked to provide this year, is just a step change from what it was in previous years. The amount of due diligence that that firm, our clients require from us as suppliers is, you know, so we, we see that ramped up as a supplier, but obviously um, as a supplier of software that helps firms uh, collect that information. 
Um, mm. So that big theme on third-party vendor risk is just, yeah, it, it's not going away and is, I can only see increasing uh, through 2023 and 2024. Yeah, and I would say it's also one of the themes, um, and that's continuing maybe from the last years, is um, these kind of topics become so much more or became so much more top of mind for, let's say, in quotation marks, regular people, besides, you know, us who deal with this all the time, mm. starting with the pandemic the last years, but then also wars and sanctions and energy crisis, you know, everybody uh, has to think about it in some way, so... Mm. Um, well, you, yeah. you talk about energy crisis. I think the one thing that we've started seeing growing again in uh, this year and will continue next year is all the ESG reporting. Mm-hmm. So again, it, getting that into your supply chain and understanding um, not only your own exposure, but the exposure you have and the emissions you've got. So the SEC in, in expanding it to scope three emissions. So that's ensure, you know, obviously ensuring that we understand not only the direct emissions, but those from from the supply chain too. Yeah. Um, interesting pa- interesting parallel to other topics we've seen in the past right mm-hmm. uh where you, first you talk about like, like these kind of more general things and then um people notice how complicated the situation is and then often you have is, is exactly this kind of third and fourth party risk uh, situation mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think the um technology component that is going to be uh, has the potential to be transformative is what we all saw in chat gpt all right, so mm-hmm. OpenAI uh, is just doing, just you know, move the bar to you know previously inconceivable lengths, mm-hmm. and you know what that will mean for mm-hmm. you know the way businesses operate, the way we use technology, the way we make technology work for us. Um, I think everyone has seen the potential for that. Mm-hmm. The question is, how reliable um, in real high stakes business is it going to be? How quickly will it change? Um, but I mean, that was, for me, that was a bang. Mm. Mm. Interesting, uh, interesting, uh, side bit, by the way. I just, uh, heard a couple of days ago, somebody estimating what it costs OpenAI to run the chat GPT demo. And somebody was estimating $3 million a day because it's, uh, running on AWS and they need tons of uh, GPU uh, power on there. Uh, and uh, then others were estimating also the, um, in general, like the, um, environmental energy impact of uh, training uh, AI models, which is crazy with all the processing power you need. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's a topic also that we will see uh, being discussed more in the future. Well, I mean, certainly the clean energy transformation of uh, more and more businesses, uh, such as Amazon, I mean, they're on a fairly ambitious path to 2030 uh, net zero, I believe. Um, you know, that that will be a game changer. But for ESG for businesses, um, you know, that, that becomes even more complicated, right? If you're just, uh, you know, how do you know what your Amazon invoice is creating uh, f- in carbon emissions for your business? And, you know, who is that accounted to? Mm. So mm. Uh, exciting times. Mm. I mean, the, the other things that are coming in uh, 2023, um, maybe UK socks. So, mm. uh, Long anticipated, um, but uh, something that uh, certainly we're seeing firms, I'd say in 2022, just preparing for it. So UK corporate reform, people are just getting ahead of the curve. Um, and lots of, a lot of firms just doing that as, as part of sort of best practice um, and then anticipating they'll be in the right place when, if and when uh, it actually does does come into, into, into legislation. And then the other one is, again, UK related is CP622, which is again, model risk. Um, again, that uh, expected to 
um, Lieutenant Suvarizari's statement, easy for me to say, um, in uh, yeah, in, in 2023. And again, we're seeing people already sort of making preparations for for that. So, you know, a lot of that is a lot of this year is preparation for those expecting the, those. Uh, statements to land and and just have to be able to conform with them probably January 2024. So a yeah. lot of a lot of preparatory work this year, fin- finalizing off it next year. Maybe we need a couple more like high profile compliance scandals uh, next year to <laughs> stuff to well, uh, FTX I think helped us, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or was that too extreme? No, it's, uh, uh, it's still. Uh, It's still in progress in some ways, isn't it? Mm. So I have another question for you on technology. So it's a little bit less um, obvious. uh, But so everyone's rumoring that there will be augmented reality devices from Apple next year. And, you know, Apple gets into the game when the use case is very clear to them, but not necessarily to the consumer. You know, the Apple Watch maybe being a great example of that, where, you know, when they said the technology is ready, then it really makes a, you know, a dent in things. Is there a potential that augmented reality is going to actually change how we consume information that, you know, might also be relevant for how, you know, back office compliance, governance functions work more effectively? And I don't think that the answer is metaverse because, And this is going to age probably very poorly, but I think the metaverse is, does not work. But I'm keen but to I, see I, what Apple does. I see so many advertisements for it, like, oh, the met- everything will be good at metaverse. Yeah. But I mean, does this have the potential to really change how we consume information? Stefan? <laughs> I was thinking about it. No, the, I, 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 was, I was thinking about... Um, some characters from the novel Snow Crash. It was a mm. cyberpunk novel because there's also these, um, uh, you also have this kind of AR stuff in there and the Central Intelligence Corporation, which is a merger of the old CIA and the Library of Congress. And then basically people uh, trading in information. Maybe something like that will come. I don't know. <laughs> Too early to tell, I would say. Yeah. I don't know. I I would tend to say um, watch the space. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... Again, Carl goes back to something I kind of kind of said earlier this year. I think firms are so far behind. In the main, the majority of firms are so far behind in adopting current technology, let alone new technology. So there's a lot of efficiencies that should that the firms can can uh, can gain from using established technologies. I think you know some of whether the augmented reality will will help in sort of some of those back offices. I just I. I don't. I don't see it, but you know, as you know, I'm the I'm the luddite, a luddite of the three of us. So, um, well, I, I, I see people being far more conservative. That, that you know, the the bell curve is you know that we've still got a lot. There's a lot that people can do with existing technologies. Um, mm. How quickly we can get the front end of a new wave in, I don't know. So, I mean, for me, the indicator is think about let's say 15 years ago, everyone came to meetings with printouts. Or And the only place you accessed corporate information was your desktop that you used a RSA token to sign into, mm. right? Then iPads, uh, you know, things became more mobile. And all of a sudden, everyone in corporations is walking around mm. and accessing information real time. We're no longer blackberrying. We're, you know, actually exchanging rich information on mobile devices. But that did take probably five to ten years. But then... 
you know, shifting to a completely remote working um, uh, through COVID took about two weeks, mm-hmm. right? So the this, the velocity of change has increased. So my question, or the, mm. the reason that I'm bringing this up is, if the velocity inc- has increased so much, and we have a consumer device that in some way, shape or form that I don't understand yet, mm. will change how we consume information, will it just in one swoop, change how certain elements of business interact. I, I can think of one prediction that I'm willing to really <laughs> uh, put down right now and be measured on. One thing that will 100% come when this is more comes out more is like the Zoom stuff, like the backgrounds and the filters for real life. <laughs> you know, you can, and then you, if you don't want to see certain faces, you can put a smiley face over them or something. Like that. Mm. And there's actually also a Cyberpunk series about that. Mm. Ghost, Ghost in the Shell series. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's that might be something that uh, just for playing around, but maybe it's also something again where, um, like it's already happening on, uh, online that people live in their little um, sensory filter bubble, but even mm-hmm. more extended to re- uh, reality, uh? Uh, well, and even even more focused and not seeing anything besides what they actually want. That to sounds see. scary and appealing all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and then think combined with like deep fakes, you know, you could just put somebody else's face on somebody and it looks real. But I, I think I think if we could ever get so so you know round the corner from where I, where I'm where I am now is the uh, the centre of the insurance world in in London, uh, or, um, and there are still people that walk around with great big binders of paper, still mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're right, Carl. There's 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 lots that people will do. You know, people walk into board meetings now with their port packs loaded onto iPads, and it's so much easier to distribute information. It's not historical; it can be kept up to date. But there is still a massive amount of the world that just deals in reams and reams and reams of paper still. Um, so, I, I think the, you're right. The velocity of change is there, but not 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 all parts of the society are uh, are adopting it. Well, before I make any more wild predictions that are going to be age incredibly uh, terribly and uh, will be played over and over again, um, <laughs> should we do a special holiday top three? Sure. Excellent. Hey. Hey. Oh. Top yeah. three. three, 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 three. <laughs> it's the top three. All right. So. I thought we'd do uh, holiday tradition. So what's, you know, your favorite holiday thing that you do that might be a little bit unique? Well, well want- until we'd, I spoke to you before this, I hadn't realized that Christmas crackers were, was something that's unique to the UK. Right, you know, our little hats that we get and the toys that come out of well, it. Well, the, the first time I learned about it, I, I was just thinking WTF. I well, think what are you guys doing you, you, you can go to Harrods or Fortnum Masons and buy them. You know, they, they, they can cost you a thousand pounds a piece. Uh, oh, yeah, no, they've got, you okay. know, you can have Tiffany ones that bracelets fall out of. I mean, that, that we have taken this to the consumerism around uh, crackers to a to to the nth degree. Um, there we go. So, and the other thing that I, I think is strange to the UK is pantomimes. So we have you know uh, men dressing up as women and doing sort of Cinderella and Dick Whittington. Dick Whittington and um, who's very- Dick Whittington? <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a nice little folk story that the UK have a t- children's story, and we we they you effectively have it's a it's like a play with and they 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 sing songs and um, generally there's there's uh, two levels to this. It's a bit like um, a Pixar movie that keeps the kids happy with some sort of 
child humor but it's got some very current affairs um uh humor for the adults that's, as well that, thrown that's in. deep that's very british so, so it's very uh, british you know so it's the sort of thing you do with your family you're going to do 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 pantomimes and then i don't know i mean we, we also maybe, do midnight yeah, mass maybe, i don't know if maybe, you do that oh, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. we should do a pantomime here on the podcast that would be fun <laughs> yeah i will send <laughs> audio format <laughs> i'll send i'll send you some clips and uh, you might you might you might might regret that comment uh, okay. um, but yeah so the, i was like christmas uh, christmas eve the, you're going to going to uh, um midnight mass and you know through the years the teenagers come along you normally go to some party or a, a bar beforehand and the the volume of singing um from certain certain members of the congregation who've uh, overindulged before becomes quite 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 amusing and uh, parents <laughs> telling off their teenage children um is is always amusing it always amuses me Stefan, your Christmas tradition or holiday tradition? Well, I've never celebrated festivals, but I really wanted to. And I think that my favorite parts of that are the airing of grievances and the feats of strength. So uh, for those listeners who don't know what that is, look it up on the internet. It's a big thing. It's uh, from Seinfeld. So uh, it's, the, uh, it's an alternative holiday tradition, I would say. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, bring out your Festivus poll. Yeah, Festivus for the rest of us. No. <laughs> yeah. So right, for me, after, after all the, you know, family dinners and wine and all the rest of it, I'm really looking forward to skiing this year. Um, so as some of you know, you know, I moved to Australia a few years back and I had some really old skis that I loved and, uh, was actually really good at, uh, you know, on them, but they were just, uh, you know, at the end of life cycle and got rid of them. And then I came back from Australia and had small kids where sort of my excuses to go out and, uh, you know, say, Hey, uh, by the way, um, uh, you know, I was working all week, but now I'm going skiing you know, that probably wouldn't go over too well. So I haven't been skiing. You know, I finally, it's the first year back. Not, not to mention that you had a, um, some uncanny ability to hurt yourself. Uh, yes. During yes. This also, um, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Too, too, too many injuries. <laughs> so now I'm uninjured and have skis and willing to ski. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Fantastic. Well, with that, everyone, thanks so much for staying with us. Um, have uh, relaxing holidays with friends and family, and we look forward to catching back up in the new year. Catch you then. Thanks for listening. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter. Follow our dedicated podcast handle at the Rep.